Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. The money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. All right, picks. Here we go. Express Bet Editor in Chief Jeremy Plonk, Oaklawn, Race 7. He likes the two. Born into bad news. 20 to 1. Oh, that'd whoa, be something whoa, that hits. Whoa, really? Yeah. Golfstream Race 9. He likes the two. On top at 3 to 1. Sign up with First Bet. Use the code Vegas1000 for an instant $10 free plus up to a $1,000 bonus. VEASAN.com slash horses. That's VEASAN.com slash horses. Very excited for tonight's action. Again, four games in college basketball in the Sweet 16. Uh, we ran down each game in the previous hour. We'll tell you about some props that are available. Now and go over some uh, historical numbers. Um, how about this now? Updated Highest seed to reach the final four, globally speaking, seven and a half. Yeah, how about that? Again, 10 of the last 11 years, a seven seed or worse has made the Elite Eight. Happens again this year because I'll get the Miami-Iowa State game. Yeah, and here at Circa, they put that prop up. Right. Will an eight-seed or higher make the final four? And that was what, plus $2 or plus 230? Yep. Okay. No, it was minus 230. No, it was minus 230. All right. Uh, How about this? You get the Zags. Kansas, Arizona, Houston, and Purdue versus the field. Mm. Those five teams are minus 250. I think I would lay that. The field, so you're going to get, you know, Texas Tech. You're going to get Duke. uh, You're going to get Villanova, UCLA, North Carolina. But, man, I would take those top seeds. You get the three ones, Houston and Purdue, minus 250. All right. There was uh, the yes-no on Gonzaga. I did see as low as 260 on the no. 
Now it's up. Now it's up to three dollars at some spots. Okay. Uh, and then how about this? If you can find it, the biggest win in the Sweet 16. Over under a 17 and a half. So I did some digging on this, and if you go back over the years, we usually get a blowout of at least 18 points. Last year, Gonzaga by 18, Michigan won by 18. No tournament in 2020. In 2019, Texas Tech took teams out on the way to the national title game. They won by 19. Mm. Michigan won by 27 in 2018. In 2017, Kansas won by 32, South Carolina by 20. In 2016, Nova won by 23. How about this? In 2015, the year that Kentucky was undefeated going to the Final Four, they beat West Virginia in this round 78-39. to Oh, They wow. doubled them up. Oh, do not recall that. How about that? Wow, my God. Uh, but I went back. The <laughs> over is 10-3 and three since 2008. It did lose three straight from 2005 to 2007. Okay. But a lot of years... You have multiple teams winning by at least 18 points. And then the highest team total is 87.5 if you shop around. Last year, UCLA scored 88. The year before that, well, 2019, Purdue and Tennessee went to overtime, but it was 99-94. Auburn's also scored 97 that year. In 2018, Michigan 99, Villanova 90. In 2017, Kansas scored 98, North Carolina scored 92. The year before that, the Tar Heels scored 101. Nova scored 92. Again, so... Who's getting that? That's Gonzaga or, or it? That's it, right? Well, you 88 have... 88 points. You have random teams popping up here. Wow, that's... Yeah, but you also look... I, I, don't, I don't think UCLA, North Carolina will be a track meet. Certainly, the Michigan game shouldn't be. What if we get an overtime okay. game? Well, okay. Which happens yeah, quite frequently well, going back. Thing, well, the other thing, too, you got a 13-point spread in the Purdue game. So... At St. Mary's, excuse me, St. Peter's Hank. Well, maybe, maybe Purdue goes to the free throw line 67 times again. Sure, they could tomorrow. Well, yeah, and they can also, yeah. Well, they could also win by 20, and there's your prop, too. But, yeah. Right. Um, so, anyway, the over is 12 and 4 since 2005 and has five straight uh, winners. And it's it's every single year, obviously, but every year, a team is scoring 90, 95, 100 points in this round. It happens a lot. And I know that uh, Steve Mackinnon's. Numbers at Point Spread Weekly suggest that a lot of games go over in the Sweet 16. Uh, SEC teams, 20-11-2 ATS in the Sweet 16 since 2003. SEC number four seeds are 12-18 ATS going back. And they're also 22-7-1 to the under. So you have that with the final remaining SEC team here with Arkansas taking on Gonzaga tonight. Games with a West Coast team are also 19-8 and eight to the under. 5-1 and one last year. In Sweet 16 games with a favorite of 8 points or more, the under is 24-7-3. And, and here's your big boy with 1-2 and two seeds, because you have quite a few going this mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, number 1 and 2 seeds are 31-7 and seven straight up, 25-12-1 ATS, including 4-1 and one straight up and ATS in 2021. That's tonight. I can't believe this trend tomorrow. ACC favorites of five or fewer, 35% ATS since 1998. Oh, God, that's the Miami game. That's crazy. Wow, okay. In this round, going back yeah. right. right. Yeah. That is alarming. How about Big, Tug, Big Ten underdogs of five and a half more points, and I, the opener... 
in the Michigan Villanova game at some spots was in fact five and a half. But they're only five and forty-seven straight up, nineteen and thirty-three ATS since nineteen ninety-eight. Villanova sitting at five. If this closes five and a half or six somehow, that would qualify. Historically, the Big Ten has been terrible in this spot. And you want to go anti? You don't want to go anti Big Ten either. It's been a disaster. Come on, eighteen teams in the tournament the last two years. Three, three Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Timmy. Timmy doesn't score twenty points tonight. There's nineteen and a half. Yeah. Timmy can't go for twenty. That could be a track meet. He can't get 20 points? Oh, I think he easily can get 20. It depends on, how, again, how the game is called and what well, kind of game this plays out into, you know? Maybe maybe they're up big, too. That, that could be another thing. Are you uh, surprised so. by this? Double-digit seeds are 14-4-1 ATS going back. Michigan qualifies. St. Peter's qualifies. That does surprise me. Yeah. This is usually where the luck runs out. You go back home, you're reading your press clippings, everyone's telling you, hey, well, this is unbelievable. Yep. Look what you surprised everyone. All of these numbers are, again, available in Point Spread Weekly, which you can get at vcin.com slash subscribe. The player with the highest point total is 30 and a half tonight. I did not do a deep dive on that one. Too difficult to track, but 30 and a half. Will a player go over that? And will any game go to overtime, Mr. No Fun? Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. No. No, absolutely. You want to know? But so you got, it's big, though. It's $2. Yeah, $2. you got to lay a heavy price. Yeah, too. But again, I went, tracked all this stuff. We get a lot of overtime games this round. You get tonight's games and tomorrow night games. That's only eight games. Yeah, but you get, you, you get them yeah. quite a few. You get double overtime games here. Well, it's been a great run so far. I mean, we had three in one night. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. Great job. Great job. So I, I just, I love this yeah. stuff. I mean, again, going back historically here, there's usually a team that goes off. But again, that, that makes sense, right? Because. When I, when I ran that down, there's a lot of, you know, North Carolina scoring a bunch of points. There's a lot of Kansas. You had Louisville in there with Patino, Kentucky a lot. It's, you know, one seeds with high-powered offenses that get up and down the court and, mm-hmm. you know, shoot well from three. Mm-hmm. You got first to 10, first to 15, first to 20 every game. Arkansas is plus 180, first to 20. And you also have first made field goal, a two or a three, and then uh, total threes in every single game. Yeah. As well, and, of course, the team totals, too. Four, it's Duke. The Duke game's only 14. Well, I could see that being nip that and tuck be, the yeah. whole way. Yeah, you might be right. That could be an under. Because that's, te- I mean, Texas Tech. 15 threes in, the, in that game, Duke, yeah, in the Tech game, and well, what they well, did to Notre Dame. When you think about it, I mean, Duke's offense is so good that are they going to trail Texas Tech by at least 14 points? And the flip side, Texas Tech is so good defensively that are they getting them to trail by that many points? And are they good enough offensively against the Duke team to actually get up by 15 points? I mean, that might be a good... No, no that, was, the that was threes. That was made threes. Oh, I thought you right. said it was margin oh, of victory. I'm that sorry. Was, that was made threes. Or uh, biggest, biggest lead in the oh, game. Okay, if I wasn't clear. Uh, but that, okay. now you got me thinking, too, about the bait. Let me look at that. Yeah, uh, try to find that one. It's 11 and a half. Uh, that makes more sense. That's 11 and a half. Yeah, that, that number is right. definitely more spot on. The yeah. Gonzaga game, 16 and a half. The, the Villanova's 14. Arizona's 12. Oh, man. Arizona-Houston's 12. Yeah. With a one-and-a-half point spread and the way Houston plays. Nova going to be up 15? Oh, or Mish, I get it. 15-point lead? Ooh. They have six guys, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and they just hit everything, and Michigan has an off night. That's a good prop. Those are good props. That's a really good prop. Yeah. Yeah, and usually that one lasts for, you know, that's a good sweat, too. So how many times will a team get out to a, you know, 18-point lead for, you know, six minutes into the game, 12 minutes into the game? Sometimes, sure, but mm-hmm. 
when they, these are, you know, very close point spreads and evenly matched teams, and that might be very difficult to accomplish. Um, the Felica tweet, that that surprises me. A one seed's never won it when they're failing to cover the first two tournament games. That's staggering. And you got to go back to Arizona, the last team that did it, period, in 97. So, that is some tweet. So do you want to go against history then? No. Well, I still got, I mean, we a lot of time left. I mean, still... It's going to be difficult for. Uh, I would love to see a Gonzaga Arizona game, but that's. I'm saying I for. Think, but tonight, I think they 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 can roll, but they could eventually run into trouble. Yeah, I mean Texas Tech. I think Gonzaga will beat Duke, but they'll have a hands full against Texas Tech. And maybe make it ugly in tempo and how they how they go, and then who do they who could they draw uh, in the bottom of that bracket too? What would you rather talk about tomorrow? A Gonzaga blowout tonight or a an Arkansas win? Oh, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it either. No, I don't want to see it. Uh, neither do I. I, mean, yeah. I do not. No. Give me the Bulldogs. Give right. me the Kennels. No, you're right. Yeah. You have a point. I mean, I, but I, I, I like to see the upsets early on, but not as we go. You know, this is this is one reason why it's the only sport where people lose interest as it goes on. Oh, no, absolutely it does. This yeah. could be another yeah. reason. You don't want to see the, the big boy get knocked out tonight. All right, we'll continue with college basketball coming up next. Former Georgia coach and Indiana coach Tom Crean is going to join the show. He faced and defeated Memphis earlier this year. What can Arkansas coach Eric Musselman take from last weekend's game from Memphis against Gonzaga into tonight? We'll ask him about that coming up next. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Winners and Winers Parlay expert Chris King from Just Parlays has uh, three teams he likes tonight. You can play them straight if you want. You can get the free three-teamer text VEASAN to area code 320-350-3500. Text VEASAN 320-350-3500. Winners and Winers. We continue talking college basketball here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, as former Georgia, Indiana, and Marquette head coach Tom Crean joins the program today. Coach, thanks for the time. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's good to be with you guys. Thank you. Yeah, let's get into the games that we have coming up tonight. Now, if you go back to December 1st, your Georgia team actually beat Memphis. And as a side note, that was your 400th career win uh, that evening. Based on watching the Tigers that night up close and personal, and then moving forward to seeing you know how they played last weekend against Gonzaga, what do you think Eric Musselman can take away from watching this team on film into tonight's uh, you know game plan? Well, I think the one, I think it plays right into the hands of how Arkansas plays. They really attack off the dribble. And I think that's when Memphis is at their best, not when they're making just one or two passes uh, and playing my turn ball, but actually moving the basketball and reversing it from side to side and not settling. And I think that's what Memphis did a really good job of. They attacked off the dribble. They were able to get the ball inside. Uh, they took pretty good shots. And I think that's when Arkansas is at their best. And, and the key, one of the keys is going to be J.D. Note because he's not shooting the ball uh, very well at all. He, I think he had five points in the SEC uh, tournament, uh, which was the only time in the entire league that he was in single digits. And then, like, right now, he's like 10 of 34 in the tournament. Like, they need him to play well. He's an all-league guard. He's an all-purpose guard. And they need him to play well. And I think one of the things I would watch in that game is – what kind of length does Gonzaga put on him? Because I'm not sure J.D. likes to be in a situation where there's a lot of traffic up mm. top or where he's got longer people on him. 
And 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 uh, Gonzaga has the ability to do that if they really lock in and defend that way. But I think Eric's attacking mm-hmm. style, they don't rely on threes. They really do put a lot of time into the foul line and, and getting fouled. I mean, they're really, really high in percentage points uh, or points of uh, the points that they score in a game are coming from the foul line. We were really concerned about that when we played Arkansas this year and, and Gonzaga doesn't foul a lot mm-hmm. uh, or at least I don't get called for a lot of fouls. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, exactly. And, and Timmy and Holmgren don't follow a lot. Now you got to get those guys to guard the perimeter. And I think the matchup that I would really watch is where is, uh, where is uh, uh, Jaden scoring his points from uh, Jalen Williams? Where is he scoring his points from? for Arkansas because he you got to go inside against them. You've got to force Timmy and Holmgren to foul, but at the same time, you got to make them guard out in space. And Williams can do that. He can really pass the ball. Uh, he, can, he can shoot threes, even though it's not a, a, an overall strength, but he can make plays for others and he can score around the rim. And I think those are going to be huge parts tonight. Okay, excellent answer. Is, is Arizona ready and can they handle the physical play from Houston? Oh, I think they can. Yeah, I think Arizona can keep coming at you, and um, they're aggressive. They can really, really pass, and and um, they're really. I I don't think they get enough credit for their defense. Now, Houston gets a lot of credit for their defense, mm-hmm. but they're both really, really good two point defensive teams. And and the other thing Arizona does is they're really good at the foul line. Houston's average at the foul yes. line, and yes. they don't score a lot of points at the foul line. And and which you you would really think with a team that offensive rebounds the way that Houston does, uh, that they would score more points from the foul line. But but they get good shots. They, Calvin Sampson teams are not going to live on bad shots. So Arizona is going to have to beat them. It's not like they're going to trick them into something. And uh, Arizona is such a good passing team that that they can't allow themselves to get in a situation where they're. There's live ball turnovers and things like that. That's when Arizona's not as good, when they get careless. But they've been really good at not being careless this year. That's why they're impressive. You had a great tweet, and this is something that Houston, with injuries and losing guys from the Final Four team, is still in position here to make the Elite Eight. Uh, Make sure everyone in your boat is rowing and not drilling holes when you're not looking. Know your circle. Can you expand on that tweet and also with, uh, you know, maybe guys going to the league and not worried about my shots and um, my, my numbers? Oh, that's a huge part. There's two detriments this time of year, I think. It's when, first, it's when your team catches a breath, right? Like they went as far as they think they could go. Like, okay, well, we didn't think we we're going to win uh, the first round game, so we kind of let down in the second round. Or, Mm-hmm. Um, man, we had no, we really didn't believe we could get to the sweet 16. All of a sudden here we are. And you start to like bask in the glow a little bit rather than stay grinding into the work that it takes. And I think the other part is when you really start to get out of character and you start to think about your future rather than the immediate success of what you're doing. And it's really, really easy this time of year to forget what got you there. And all you need is one, maybe two guys to, 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 to get off tilt a little bit. And all of a sudden you're, you're in an issue and, and I've seen it happen and it's not good. You know, I got to handle the ball more or I got to make more threes. Um, you know, I don't want to dive on the floor for a loose ball. You know, you, you get, you get fatigued from what's been working because you get distracted by what you think you've got to do. 
And and it happens. It happens in every way of life, and it can certainly happen in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, well said. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Tom Crean, our guest. Are you surprised to hear that Texas Tech is favored over Duke tonight? No, I'm not surprised. And because Texas Tech can beat you a lot of ways. I mean, they really can. And sometimes they struggle scoring. Well, they played Baylor twice this year. They averaged 74 points in those games. And Baylor, when Baylor locks in, they are tremendous defensively. I mean, we showed our team this season the tape of, of Baylor playing Villanova. It was one of the most incredible defensive masterpieces I've ever seen. So, like, so like that's no slouch when you're scoring 74 points against them. But, but the thing about Duke, and I was at the game on Sunday watching that versus Michigan State, you don't realize until you're around them just how long they are. Like, they change the game from so many positions. Because they've got big guards like Keels and Moore. Paulo can do a lot of different things. I didn't realize Mark Williams was as quick as he is. And if he's healthy, I know there's a lot of talk on Moore being healthy. If Mark Williams is 100%, that's going to be a problem for Texas Tech. Because he can, he'll hurt Obinar and those guys with being able to get good looks at the rim. So I'm not surprised on the line. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to really come with something to beat Duke. Because those guys have too many ways to beat you. Now I know there's the, you know, the, 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 the pressure of it being, of being coach Krzyzewski's last time and all that type of stuff. But Duke is really good when they're moving the basketball, when they're connected defensively and like they, they hurt Michigan state on length and they hurt Michigan state on next pass at the end of that game, as much as anything else in the last five minutes of that game. So at the end of the night, you think Duke wins the way it sounds uh, setting up probably Duke Gonzaga. And if that's the case, who do you like to go to the final four? Well, yeah, my personal opinion is Duke wins. And, and um, I, I tell you what, I like Duke in that game too. If it's, it's a bit Gonzaga, because if that comes down to a free throw shooting game, which in many cases, these are going to now mm-hmm. uh, Gonzaga is not a great free throw shooting team. Timmy is Drew. Timmy is not uh, a great free throw shooter. Chet Holmgren is not a great free throw shooter. I mean, those guys, um, you got to make you got to make Gonzaga foul, and at the same time, Gonzaga in a close game is going to have to beat you at the foul line with their best players. And so I, I like Duke a lot, not just because um, of, of of the storylines, but because they're so talented. And and the other thing, when you see them play, they're wide, right? Like there's they, Roach might be smaller, but that's a strong young guy, and and. They've got good size. Like, you're going to have a hard time beating them uh, by them making mistakes defensively or by them opening up. And I know Gonzaga's fast. Well, Duke is equally as fast. I could see Duke getting all the way there. I truly could. Yeah. yeah. We have like 30 seconds left here, Coach. Uh, We haven't touched on the Michigan-Villanova game yet. We love Jay Wright, but also Michigan's on this roll. Who do you think wins this game? Well, I think Villanova personally, because I think you got to make open jump shots uh, in this tournament. You got to get threes. Michigan is not nearly as reliant on the three this year, and 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 they don't shoot it at that high of a percentage as they have in the past. Villanova is very reliant on the three, and they've been very consistent with the three. I mean, I think they're like thirty nine percent, which is really really high. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about about Villanova, they don't foul that much. So if they keep Dickinson off the line, and they don't let. Michigan get into the bonus early, and they make some threes. I like Villanova. Hey, Coach, that was a great spot. Thanks so much for the time today, and uh, enjoy the games tonight. 
You're welcome. It's great to talk to you guys. Thank you very yeah. much. Same here. Follow job, him on Coach. Twitter. He's at Tom Crean. Yep. Gonzaga was 13 to 24 from the line against Memphis. Oh no, boy, no. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Villanova's uh, the best. So that he's right. Oh, they're one of the best of all oh, time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if it's close, yeah. Yep. Huge edge. Up next, uh, updated NBA power ratings. Some big games on the slate tonight. And the over has cashed in nine out of their last ten meetings. We'll tell you which matchup that is coming up. Love Wendy's, the official breakfast of March Madness. You have the Baconator, croissant combos, coffee, fresh cracked eggs, oven-baked sizzling bacon, and the breakfast potatoes. Don't forget the OJ. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive through Pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Okay, some uh, updated NBA power ratings from uh, VEASAN's very own Steve Mackinnon, and he shares his power ratings every week. With all these sports that are going on, you can find NHL. And everybody's power ratings will be maybe a little bit different. Uh, He has Phoenix, number one, with a power rating of 105. He has Memphis, Boston, and Brooklyn all tied for second. Mm. Two points behind Phoenix. Memphis, Boston, and Brooklyn. Think about that. All tied. Second best team in the NBA. Utah, Golden State, and Milwaukee. Then behind that group at 102 and a half. Utah, too hard. Yeah, I would agree. They have issues. Miami, Denver, and Philadelphia. The next group. Denver too high? Yeah. Yep. Big game tonight at home against Phoenix. Phoenix, I think the magic number is one to get uh, lock up home court in the one seed in the West. 29-6 and on the road. It is a back-to-back. Huge win last night. 74 second-half points beating the T-Wolves. And now they go into Denver. And these are all very important games with nine games left. Because you, you want to get that five or the six seed if you're Denver. Don't want to get in that playing round. I, I can I can one up your twenty nine and six on the road. Okay. How about this tweet from CKP Sports? Not only twenty nine and six on the road, that's better than any team at home. Oh my god. That is impressive. And, and by the way, the T Wolves got off to a great start last night. Yeah. But that's what the Suns do to teams. Yep. Yep. And in the clutch, you know, this has been like talk. Talked about ad nauseum now, but just in the final five minutes, they just yep. take, take you hey, out. Hey, Denver's only two back of Utah. With that loss last night? I don't think they catch them. Nine games left. You never know. Only two back. I hope don't so. Have the but tie breaker, don't, don't but so. that's they're, they're two ahead of Minnesota for the seven. They're two behind Utah and Dallas. And Utah and Dallas are both 45 and 28. Well, you're going to be surprised if the Suns tonight. win this game tonight? The Nuggets are no. laying three and a half at home. No, I'm not going to fall off my chair, but it's just, yeah. Phoenix is 5-1 and one ATS, okay. last six against the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. But knowing that they have the one seed essentially locked up and on the back-to-back and off a big wig, right, when yeah. maybe they relax a little bit. Yes, uh, yep. uh, Jaws got the sore knee. Check his status. I would take I would take the dog here if, if Jaw doesn't play. And I know they're 15-2 and two without him, but they're laying 12-and-a-half tonight. Pace, what was that? Lost at home to sack? Fox didn't play. So now Memphis got to be feeling, well, they do feel good about themselves. They, but on national TV, and you do that to the Nets, and you got ESPN in town with the all-access right. thing, and everyone celebrating, a jaw tweeting. And, and and like how many guys are going to get a rest tonight yeah. for Memphis? And they can look past Indiana. Or Indiana they, can score. 
Oh, they can score. Their offense has been quite good, especially since that trade. Now, the over has gone 9-1 last 10 between these two teams. Super high total uh, tonight, 235.5. No, I don't want the under. I I don't know why I was, like, fighting this yesterday because I had the Nets. I bet them. I lost that. But this Memphis first quarter, first half trend has been something now for, like, two and a half months. Yep. And I did not realize this. I think Doug Kazarian's been pointing it out from uh, ESPN. He's been playing their first total first quarter team total over. I did not realize that until recently. Uh, we've been on the first quarter, first half angle for ja- since January. First quarter team total. He says first quarter team total has oh, been great. That's a deep dive. I saw him tweet about that. But they, I don't mm-hmm. see a first quarter number tonight. They, they, they were killing Brooklyn last night. Yeah. They could, Melton and Bain were spectacular. And now 15-2 and two with no John Morant when he plays this yep. year. I see a ton of points on that one. But, yeah, what, but that's, that's been great, though. But what are they laying tonight? Yeah. And I, you know, again, back-to-back, like you said, I don't know if I want to get involved with the first quarter, yeah. first half. But don't fight it. Right. Okay. Yep. This is a huge game in Toronto. Cleveland and, and the Raptors. Uh, Cleveland is 3-0 and against the Raptors, and they're one up for the uh, the sixth seed here. You don't want that seven. Oh, no, you don't want that seven. No. And we'll see uh, Toronto laying four. And Trent's questionable, and now you're out with the, without OG. I'm surprised the Bulls are favored in New Orleans. I'm a little surprised by that number as Ooh, well. I mean, again, it's a different Pelicans team since they made these trades. When's Zion? Do you see the workout videos? I mean, is he coming back? What's the status I, on I, that? I gave up guessing on that. He's dunking, and now he's going one-on-one. Right. He's uh, making okay. a point I mean, to get out there. and Okay. But that's – and Westbrook called it a must-win after their game last night because they have the Pelicans coming up. But certainly you don't want the 10 seed. I'm surprised the Bulls are favored, considering that it's been a rough go of it for the Bulls. It has been a difficult schedule, as you pointed out, but they've lost four or five. Yeah, the, the win was at home against Toronto. But this is the road trip continues now for Chicago, and they were destroyed in Milwaukee the other night. Last six between these two over the total. Again, high total tonight, 228.5 in that range. Uh, did it tick down a little bit? Maybe seen 227, or my handwriting's bad. Um, but the you're right, I can only look at the Pelicans in this game. With the way the Bulls have been going lately, um, again, they need one more win to go over their win total. They'll get one more win at some point, I would suspect. But they are, if they lose this game now, and Toronto wins, well, it doesn't matter who wins the Cleveland-Toronto game tonight, right? Because if the Bulls lose, the winner of that game will gain some ground in terms of catching them in the Eastern Conference, meaning the Bulls are actually, you know, in play to slide all the way down to the playing tournament. All jumbled up. Good point. Chicago has 30 losses. Cleveland, 31. Toronto, 32. Toronto, the seven. Comfortable lead. Should be three point three games over the Nets. Right. Uh, for the seven. But you're right. Chicago, they got to be careful. They're going to drop down to the seven if this continues. Uh, that can easily uh, happen. What's the total on? Is the is the total 214 in a Toronto game? That's yeah, too two, low. 214 and a half. Oh, that's too low. Yeah. The way Cleveland's been playing. And they got they got Garland's been great. A lot of guys that can score. And I know a top five offense, but there's been pace there too. That 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 total's too low tonight with this Toronto game. Okay. All right. And in the other game, Milwaukee's laying a huge number, as you would suspect. They're laying twelve and a half as well uh, against the Wizards. That total is two uh thirty three. I'm sure the what what's the largest lead prop in this game? Twenty five and a half? <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. ER said it yesterday. I mean, they the Wizards let go of the rope. Oh, boy, it's been ugly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how they beat the Lakers. I guess they got up for that game. But it has been. They've lost seven of eight. 
and what happened the other night in Houston. They were up 23 in that game, and they got run out. Yeah. They got run out by the Rockets in a game they led by 23. Did you see what Christian Wood did in that game? He was he was 7 of 7 from 3 in the fourth quarter. He had 39 points? He was putting Christian up. Christian Wood, oh, my God. He was putting up threes from the parking lot, <laughs> like 35 feet. Yeah. Like, not even, like, bad form. Just had the ball, late shot clock, chucking it up like this. Nothing but net. He was laughing, actually, down the court at one point. It was an all-time heater that he, that he was on. Uh-huh. Couldn't miss. He played here. UNLV, yeah. And they couldn't, they couldn't do anything in the tournament. or oh, no. They, I don't even know if they made the no. tournament they had that guy. And that goes back to the Mountain West issues where UNLV was got like a five seed and got run out in the first yeah, round. Yeah, he had some problems. He was uh, <laughs> he had some problems. He was Peter Kiss yeah. on the court. D- down by 12 points would get a dunk. Come on, huh? What do you think about me now? <laughs> Just like, dude, knock it off. What are you doing? Flexing, okay. Yeah. Yep. Hey, he had some problems. Yep. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so a five-game slate tonight. Fine and uh, did you anything in the NHL this early? Because those, Oh, yes, I at, love the NHL card. As you had in pocket yes. now, two streaks came to an end last night. Uh-huh. The Devils, well, they were 30-4 and four with a goal in the first 10. That never happened. And then I got involved in that game in play. It was uh, tied at two apiece. I'd wait until I got some plus money on over five and a half. No good. Nope. Three-two final. No, nope. the huge game out here tonight. Vegas is at home against Nashville. That's about $1.10, right? I don't know what to do with that game. Because uh, Vegas has been so bad, and Nashville's coming off the—they uh, got pounded in Los Angeles. If Vegas loses this game, I think it's uh, you collect the jerseys. They do have Chicago. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. You have Chicago, Seattle twice, three against Vancouver, and Arizona coming up. But you're out of the playoffs right now, and all these teams around you have several games in hand. That's the big thing. They're a game behind Dallas. Dallas has four in hand. They're three points behind Edmonton. Edmonton has two in hand. They're behind Los Angeles. They have a game in hand. You have to win all these games. They, they, they need a six and one run right now, or it's over. Yep. Okay. Right so, by, by the way, and I, I like the Islanders in regulation. I like the Kings in regulation. I'm going against bad teams and teams on a back to back, which yeah. was done well. The last I believe week. they offer all that here now at Circa okay. regulation bets. Okay. So, I think the Golden Knights point prop cash then. It's already over. Night. Yep. That's done. They we can't have, go. Over. We won. Can't go over. Yeah. We, we won. Yeah. They can run the that? table, doesn't matter. What'd you get on that? 105 and a half, 105, something. 10, yeah, it was like 106 and a half in that yeah, territory. Yes. I think that's what I got as well. Yeah, and you have them know. Get that. Playoffs. I, don't, I don't have the best number, but yeah. right. Have that too. But uh, the, have it, you seen that? They put it up here again. The no? The yes, no on the Golden Knights to make the playoffs. Oh, I missed that. Give me a second. Jeff Davis that. tweeted about it yesterday. Okay. Uh, uh, I, the Jets should take out Ottawa too. I know it's a big price, but again, that goes back to winning regulation, and you can knock that sucker down to about 150. Um, and, and the Kings should take out the Blackhawks, too, uh, in a late game. But we don't have the big trends going tonight. Oh, oh does Car- Carolina does play. Carolina is on a 16-2 and two no goal in the first 10 and 16-3 and three first period run under. I think if I have that right from our guy, Mr. Otto. All right. Updated so. as of yesterday here at Circa. Golden Knights to make the playoffs. Yes, no. No minus 280. Oh, God. Yes, plus 235. Oh, uh, yeah. They're up again. They're playing horrible hockey, and all these teams have games at hand. Up next, NFL analyst Ross Tucker is going to join the show. The three biggest moves of the offseason are...
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky, they're saying, Cal's a bust, he can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers as you covered. They've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. We love Ross Tucker. He joins us now to talk NFL, even money podcast at Ross Tucker uh, NFL on Twitter as well. And he joins us to go over some of these moves. How about with the Hill trade? What's the, give us, in your opinion, the pecking order in the AFC West now? Now, that's a good question. Um, You know, it is interesting, isn't it, that the odds moved for the Dolphins and the Chiefs, but 
not nearly as much as they do for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. It, it re- I mean, we already know that, right? I'm not breaking any ground here. But you get a team in the Miami Dolphins that just traded a one, a two, and a four this year, a four and a six next year to pay a receiver essentially $25 million a year over the next three years. And it improved their odds to win the AFC East, but kind of minimally, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they're still even with the New England Patriots far behind the odds-on favorite, the Bills, who are still minus 190 on DraftKings to win that division. So I don't know. It's so funny. I would love to know, like, wouldn't it be interesting if guys like you guys or other other VEASAN hosts or my guys on the Even Money podcast, if we made moves based entirely on how it would affect their futures, you know, because it really that that's what they're telling us makes the difference in wins and losses. That's what changes the odds. That seems like an awful lot to give up to not really move your odds that much for the Miami Dolphins, which makes me wonder, is there more to it here? I mean, that many draft picks, that much money, and I think there is more to it here. I think, number one, this is kind of Tua's last year, right? They, They need to know definitively at the end of this year whether Tua's the guy or not, because after his third year, they have to decide whether or not to pick up the fifth year option. They want to have no Tua excuses. They need to give him everything he wants, the left tackle, Armstead, Tyreek Hill, so they can make a decision on two at the end of the year. Yep, I also think mm-hmm. the GM's kind of on the hot seat because they got rid of Flores in a power struggle. Well, if they don't do well, maybe the GM's out there. Speaking of that, I am always a little bit skeptical, guys. Maybe part of getting Tyreek Hill is to change the narrative and discussion around the Dolphins so people are talking about Tyreek Hill and the team – as opposed to the Flores lawsuit. There's a lot there. Yeah, yeah. And to your point, though, of this is like chips are all in now with Tua. They still have two first-round picks next year, so they have they can go multiple yes. avenues with that, Ross, right? If, if Tua can't get it done this year the way they've set up the team, well, then they can either take a guy in the first round or they can maybe package you know a couple of picks and go after a proven guy. Well, and they'll never say that publicly, but that's – Absolutely, their thought process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, their thought process is okay. We give two every chance this year. If he's not the guy, we get a different guy next year. And maybe it's a rookie or maybe it's a vet, but whoever it is, still has Jalen Waddle, still has Tyree Kill, probably has Gasicki. He's on the franchise tag, has Teron Armstead at left tackle. They're sort of, uh, what do they, what do they say when you, you're going to have a baby, right? You uh, And your wife starts going crazy with the house, feathering the nest, right? The, the Dolphins are feathering the nest for the quarterback <laughs> or the new guy they get next year. Well said. Yeah. Okay. So how does that trade then impact Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs offense from top to bottom? Uh, because, you know, Tyreek Hill is very unique, and I know that's redundant, but uh, is he replaceable with what he offers in that offense? By the way, I just realized that you asked me what it meant for the odds in the AFC North. I didn't answer your question even a little bit. (laughs) Um, You know, I do think 
Tyreek Hill is not replaceable. Okay. But I think the question is, how many points can the Chiefs score? And the answer is, I think they can still score a lot. They've got Valdez Scantling in there on a visit today. He gives them a speed element. I'm quite confident they'll draft a wide receiver mm-hmm. with one of these first round picks or maybe early second, they move up. And there's a lot of good receivers. Maybe it's one of the Ohio State kids. Maybe it's Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Frankly, those guys aren't Tyreek Hill, but I kind of feel like they'll all look pretty darn good in a Chiefs uniform and be able to move up. I mean, they're still going to put up a lot of points. And I think that's what Kansas City decided. If Tyreek Hill wants crazy money and we're able to, you know, they offered him a really good contract. He didn't want it. He wanted more. He wanted Devontae Adams money. He wanted DeAndre Hopkins money. I think they just thought our best bet to get all the five draft picks, all that cap space, we'll still be able to score 30 points a game with Mahomes, Kelsey, and these other guys. I I can't wait to find out if it can happen and what this division looks like with the AFC West. What happens to Baker? You know, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think he goes to Seattle. Oh, God. I think right now he doesn't really have any other place to go. You know, I think the Falcons, you know, obviously they signed Mariota and they're going to draft somebody. The Panthers seem like they want to draft somebody. The Steelers got Trubisky, but they're going to draft a kid. I think it's the Seattle Seahawks, and I think the Seahawks are probably talking with the Cleveland Browns. They probably don't want to pay the $18 million plus that Baker's guaranteed on his fifth-year option. And they pro- I saw a report yesterday where it said, Browns are not asking for a first-round pick for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, no kidding, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not asking. Yeah. Matt Ryan just went for a third round pick and he's under contract for a couple years, more affordable. Carson Wentz went for essentially two third round picks. Who thinks you'd get a first round pick for Baker Mayfield? Nobody. nobody. They're going to end up trading him to the Seahawks really for peanuts on the dollar because they don't have other bidders. And the Seahawks, I think, believe they can just kind of wait them out. But I do think Baker Mayfield ends up being the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks this year. Oh, that'd be okay. Interesting. Uh, I saw your tweet. You think Atlanta's got the worst roster in the league? Really, really bad. Really bad. I thought they had the worst skill group before Matt Ryan left. I'm talking about receivers, running backs, tight ends. Pitts is a nice player. Patterson's a nice player. But their best receiver after this Calvin Ridley betting suspension is Alimide Zacchaeus. I mean, how many guys watching or listening right now even know who Alimide Zacchaeus is? They didn't even bring back Russell Gage. He, he could have been Atlanta's number one receiver. Yeah. He went to Tampa because Tom Brady called him <laughs> to be their number three receiver. So they're going to draft a receiver too. They're going to draft a quarterback, but they're rough. They're in a bad way. And, and they're eating all 40 plus million of Matt Ryan's dead cap this year. This is a total reload, rebuild job for the Falcons. I'll be very curious to see what their season win total number is sure. when that comes out. Yep. Sure. Uh, like two minutes here, Ross. Do you think Ryan now going to the Colts is an upgrade over Wentz? Absolutely. Uh, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind. 
Wentz is just not a reliable player. Um, he probably has a little more upside with his athleticism and big playability, but Matt Ryan is not going to make – how many games did we see last year where they lost because Carson Wentz, at least two or three, had some of the most ridiculous plays you've ever seen, right? Matt Ryan's not going to do that. Yep. Matt Ryan, I thought, played pretty well last year without a whole lot around him. They're actually at DraftKings now, the odds-on favorite to win the division ahead of Tennessee. They're at plus 110. I tend to agree with it. You know, as long as you don't have Matt Ryan making those major mistakes that Wentz made, probably a difference in two games, two ball games. Oh, at least. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everything's still firing up at uh, myfrontpagestory.com? Yes. Killing it. And by the way, Mother's Day is greatest Mother's Day gift ever. Whether you get it for your mom or your wife as a nobody ever knows what to get somebody for Mother's Day. Myfrontpagestory.com. Told you guys about it before. Greatest, coolest, most unique gift ever to be able to give someone a story written all about them. Myfrontpagestory.com. It was a wonderful invention, great idea, and uh, wish you guys obviously. Nothing but success with that, and glad to hear it's doing well. Ross, thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Big fan of everything you guys are doing at Beeston. Thank you so much for having me, as always. Thank you, Thank sir. Thank you, sir. Again, Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter, Even Money Podcast, Ross Tucker Football co- uh, Podcast as well. The Raiders go to the playoffs. They upgraded the coach coaching position. They get Adams, and there's plus 650 to win the division. To win the division. <laughs> Mike Palm up next. His thoughts on the four college basketball games coming up tonight. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 